This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Dallas, Texas, courtesy of the Christian Leadership Alliance. Check them out online, christianleadershipalliance.org. Martha, tell tell our audience today a creative way to connect with us online. All right. So one of the things that we're doing while we are here at the Outcomes Conference, Jim, is doing little one minute videos at the end of every interview. And we're putting those on our YouTube channel. So um, make sure that people check out our YouTube channel. Look for I Work For Him. You can subscribe there. And we randomly do things out there. And sometimes we do it on a every day. Just depends sometimes on what we have going on. Sometimes it's the middle of when we're driving across the country. And I, we just might do that. So uh, stick around and subscribe so you can get Get notified. One of the greatest things, you know, the church is known for fellowship. When we say the word fellowship, we think about food, of course. That's not really what it was supposed to be about. It's the connecting of people within the body of Christ and really utilizing each other because God has given all of us unique gifts, talents, and abilities. And how do we complement each other? How do we collaborate together to bring those gifts, talents, and abilities together to forward the kingdom, not just our own little kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so the Christian Leadership Alliance specializes in making sure that this happens each and every day by helping organizations, nonprofit, Christ-centered organizations work as efficiently and effectively for the kingdom each and every day. Today, we're going to talk with Jason Brown from Marketplace Chaplains. You guys have heard us talk about Marketplace Chaplains on the show a whole bunch of times, but this is our very first time to be face-to-face with Jason. And we're excited about that because then I can see if he's giving me dirty looks when we're on the air. (laughs) So it's, it's a lot of fun. But Marketplace Chaplains isn't new to I Work For Him, and it's making a huge difference on over 4,000 organizational locations each and every day where people are getting introduced to Jesus each and every day. And we'll get some of those statistics from Jason in just a second. But Jason Brown, welcome to Face to Face on I Work For Him. It's good to be with you all face to face, a lot different than we've done before. It is a lot of fun. So talk to us those statistics. You guys are, you said I think 4,000 locations now? Yeah, um, every week our chaplains have the opportunity uh, to go and serve and see employees where they're at, at work. And we're at about 4,000 different locations in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. So about 1,612 chaplains out there today going to meet people where they're at. And how many employees are they getting exposed to each and every week? Uh, We're up to 260,000 employees. But remember, we also care for the employees' family members. So. Uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics says you multiply that number by 2.78. Now, I've never seen 0.78 of a human being, but, <laughs> but we'll so, go with that. So roughly 600,000, <laughs> and then we have a senior living division, so we are uh, ministering to our elders. Uh, we're 10,000 uh, up wow. to a month or moving into senior living communities where there is no official chaplaincy or uh, the clergy doesn't have time to go anymore. So that's a huge market for us. And we're just, we have a certain type of chaplain that loves to uh, serve in those areas. So just in case we have listeners tuning in today that have not caught any of our previous shows where we've talked about marketplace chaplains, let's just talk for a moment to get them up to speed on what you guys are all about. Sure. Um, Privileged to begin our 35th uh, year in service to corporate America. We, um, we exist to uh, share God's love in the workplace uh, by an employee care service through chaplain care teams, male, female, ethnically diverse chaplains, 
for language and culture differences, just to be able to connect and, you know, show God's love. Uh, and we look at the gospel as the, the word, the works, and the person of, of Jesus Christ. So care before you share. And um, mm. we have public companies. We have uh, Christian ministries, nonprofits we serve. Um, it really doesn't matter because people are what makes up a company, not the plant equipment uh, mission statement or their um, four walls, but uh, the people make all the companies and organizations run, and we focus very hard on taking exceptional care of employees. Well, you got a lot of, and I know that you're not just in organizations run by Jesus followers, but that is a lot of the, the leaders, that's where the influence comes from. But what's what happens is when an organization grows too big, that organizational leader can't be the pastor to all the people, and you become the pastor, the shepherd to those people. That's what Marketplace Chaplains does. That's exactly right. We don't um, exist to replace or displace the caregiving by the ownership or the leader or even the HR department. Uh, what we do, Jim and Martha, is simply extend, enhance, and broaden that level of care. And so uh, generally 70% of our, our companies that we serve um, family-owned, smaller, although we serve seven public corporations and a railroad, um, but it's where they're now in five locations. They've got 200 employees, 700 employees, and they're like, we're losing that family atmosphere of how we started. And, and more and more, even the HR, they have so much um, duties every day and compliance and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Absolutely. They're like, I really want to go help you with your personal problem if the employee will actually go to HR or a leader. Right. Um, so we come in and, and help fill that gap. But company leaders are really not positioned to be the company chaplain. So Well, I mean, in a really small company, they could. But that, but after, I mean, it gets big, bigger than five employees, all of a sudden that becomes almost impossible. It is, but uh, over 35 years, we know that for every problem that a small company leader knows about, that's about 20%. Yeah. They're, even if you're a great Christian servant leader, um, there's people that are just not going to share with you some uh, sensitive personal issues mm -hmm. because you're, you're their boss. And, and that's just a fact of and life. And you're in some of those small companies, too, the ones with four yeah. or five employees. You've got, you're in all oh. kinds of those. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, if, if you look at even the small companies, sometimes the percentage usage and the, the stories of transformation and people coming to Christ who are a, a brother in jail or a family mm -hmm. member, um, you know, in another state. So we don't care how big we get or the size of company. Remember, it's always about that one. And that's what um, I, I believe we, we serve uh, 11 or 12 other chaplain organizations across the U.S. and bring them together once a year and do a conference call and just try to support and encourage. And it's really about doing excellent work. And when chaplains pull up um, into the parking lot of a place they're going to go serve, um, we know they're praying for that divine appointment mm -hmm. because there's somebody in that, I don't care if it's an auto dealership, a tugboat, uh, operation down in Galveston Bay, uh, down 4,000 foot in a potash mine or in an office with millennials on computers. Somebody needs a loving touch, a caring touch, someone just to listen to them and say, you know what? I care about you. My time is your time. Mm -hmm. What can your chaplain do for you today? And we have all this communication, but there is no relationships anymore. And people are just pouring out. We're, we're seeing people talked off the ledge of suicides, the mental health crisis, the addictions, it, the the amount of usage, even some of our companies that we've been at 20 or 30 years is just skyrocketing because well, employees are so disconnected. Well, the reality is, is we live in a world where not a lot of people have a pastor anymore. They are, they're not attending to four walls 
um, church, or if they are, maybe it's even a mega church, and they just don't feel that connection to somebody that they can go, in this moment of crisis, someone in my family died, right. someone is in a really bad situation, I'm, I'm really struggling in whatever that area is, they don't have a safe place. We haven't made that a priority in our lives. And so chaplaincy really gives people that opportunity to have someone they know is going to call in, that they can call in and will listen. Jason, you said you spent 35 years serving corporations, the corporation, corporate America, Mm -hmm. but that's no longer all you serve. You've broken out of corporate America and you're breaking into nonprofit organizations around the country too. Yeah, exactly right. And that goes to... Because they have people. They have people. (laughs) They have people. (laughs) And, And the interesting thing thing is, and we were talking about this, and it leads to Martha's uh, point, is one, we're not to replace or displace the local church. One of the last portions um, that we kind of keep track of in, under our evangelism statistics of gospel presentations, people accepting Christ, but then being connected or reconnected back to local sure. New Testament mm-hmm. fellowship. We, we try to stay on that frontline chaplain role and stay in our lanes. Um, but the fact is, what, Barney, you can look at 70, 80% of the people are not regularly connected, and here's the other interesting fact for those that are, um, when we're looking at statistics of all of those company locations, whether it's in the Bible Belt, it's up in Boston, or it's over in Portland, or it's in a public company, or it's in a Christian ministry like some we serve, the statistics are the same. The same amount of ratio of usage and the same, same top five issues everybody has, whether you work at a church, a ministry, a nonprofit, or a company. So, I mean, it's and, and those numbers are 65 plus percent of people un- not connected to a church anywhere in the country. Yeah, I mean, this, those are staggering numbers. They are staggering. But the, the hope, the good news is, is that people still have not put away um, their innate, uh, the hole in their heart that they know they need God and they seek spiritual things right. and they know there's something else. Even the secular HR world uh, acknowledges now there's a spiritual component. Mm. Uh, to the human body. So you need preventative maintenance and care for that. And we're seeing companies ask us to do that, even though they, they don't share the same faith we do. Yeah, I love the fact that you guys are a member of the Society of Human Resources yeah. and that you guys are get to go and put a booth together there. Today we're talking with Jason Brown from Marketplace Chaplains. So Jason, you were talking a couple things I want to clarify for our listeners. And one of them is this whole concept that you were saying that the percentage of usage by the by the um, employees in a nonprofit and not and a for-profit are pretty much the same. Kind of spell that out just a little bit more so people really grasp what you're saying, that you're needed. Sure. <laughs> no, we are. We're, we know first 70% of the people are not connected to a local New Testament fellowship or um, mm-hmm. regularly connected. Um, but whether, you know, they may not go to church Sunday, but everybody goes to work Monday. So yeah. the workplace is the world's largest mission field. Amen. And what we're seeing is I think we're serving about 11 nonprofits and ministries now. Many are part of CLA and more mm-hmm. and more are talking to us. Even some mega churches are reaching out to us. A mega church with 200 on staff is are they going to go to the lead pastor? No. 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 But <laughs> no. but what I was saying is, as we look at the usage and the reporting of the issues discussed, uh, whether it's a, a Christian-led company or uh, a company led by last year, we had two companies sign up that were um, led by Jewish leaders and one a Muslim owner. He said, I just need you to take care of my people. Wow. So whether it's those or a Christian ministry or a public company, an oil field company, mm-hmm. The usage is the same. The mm-hmm. people have the same problems. The same percentage of people use uh, one aspect of the chaplain services, which is about 70 to 80 percent. 
after the first year once those relationships right. of trust and confidence are established. Because that, that happens. Are, are they making trips to those locations on a weekly basis, daily basis? What is it like? Um, our goal is for every employee segment of a company to see one of their chaplains once a week. So okay. at an auto dealer with 200 employees, they mm-hmm. may have four chaplains assigned, but Chaplain Monday Mike comes in the afternoon, sees the sales guys. Tuesday morning, Chaplain Martha comes and sees the girls in the office. Chap- uh, Wednesday, Chaplain Hector comes and goes to the auto shop and the mechanic mm-hmm. shop. But every Wednesday, those guys working back there in the paint and body shop know that Chaplain Hector's coming by, and they look forward to seeing him. Excellent. And what an incredible ministry. No, we're he- Go ahead, Martha. Well, I just also wanted to just talk about the fact that this really is set up to be like an HR benefit within an organization. Talk to that, because a lot of people are thinking, well, how does a how do we even have a chaplain? How is that even a possibility that we can offer that to our employees? Well, sure. Um, well, the U.S. government has chaplains, sports teams, police and fire departments, yeah. and now uh, thousands of, of companies. So um, through Alliance Defending Freedom and First Liberty, everybody should know it's not illegal. Uh, there's no religious discrimination. First off, it's not church at work or religious program. We're bringing in an employee care service. So just like the Salvation Army, is a Christian faith-based organization. The services they provide benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, there are some leaders that bring us in for a Christian reason or an evangelical reason. We have, uh, I've had atheist HR people hire us just saying, my people need help and I know you can take care of them. Wow. And so we usually that wind up so under cool. the, oh, it, <laughs> the guy told me a year later, he said, by, it was at the National Sherm Show. He said, by the way, Jason, did you know I'm an atheist? And I went, no, but I care about you. That doesn't matter. He says, well, exactly. I knew what you guys did. Uh, You wouldn't get me in trouble, and and I know my people needed help, and you guys have delivered. So that was just a great testimony Mm. of the world we're called to work in. Um, But we do, Martha, wind up uh, usually under the HR department, uh, Mm -hmm. good communication with them, especially they know about events or initiatives or crises, and we can let them know confidentially, of course. but that's um, something that kind of leads into the CLA and, and what we're seeing in these nonprofits. And every time and you say ministries. CLA, just remind everybody, Christian, Christian Leadership, Leadership Alliance. Alliance. Yep. Uh, um, great organization. And, yes. um, y- you know, as um, there is that gap of people uh, getting their um, spiritual needs fulfilled at the local church or from other areas and society and government can't provide everything there's this huge gap i mean we're having cities call us we serve several cities now there are cities that are calling the faith uh faith community to help you know their cities are dying and they say "I, i don't care about the faith element just come help stockton um ardmore oklahoma others are saying come in and help jackson mississippi and so uh, you know you're bringing together and collaborating the 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 agora the assembly and the academy and you know getting people to work together to solve a common problem but i believe uh cla is positioned more and it's more critical than ever because as we're asked to go in and fill these gaps in society to help solve these problems and we've been equipped we've been called and commissioned but everybody's going to have to up their game a little bit you know we're not the same as we were five years ago and definitely 20 years ago um, because when we're working with public HR departments and uh, general counsels and risk managers and all that, you got to know your stuff. And, and at the end of the day, you also have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to talk about it, and here's an idea, and we think we can do it. It's another to deliver. So as we're being called into this um, society and to solve these problems, all of these organizations here are positioned in their lane in the movement. Uh, to to do what God's called them to do. And we talked about being rooted in Christ this morning at Devotion to grow deeper where you're at. 
And, um, you know, so the leadership development, the uh, HR needs and the compliance, management skills, information technology skills, the stewardship, the financial component, all of these have to raise up to another level and raise the organization up. And I share with people that come into Marketplace, I said, here's the hard part about this. Yes, we're all a ministry, right? But in, as you grow, you have a large business component to that mm-hmm. ministry. And we also work out in the business world. And there's sometimes tension in things that happen. Uh, but the world is looking like you guys should be better. You should be the shining star in the example. And, you know, um, thank God uh, companies are impressed when we come and I know others and say, wow, we like that. We didn't even know you did that. Or look at your HR compliance, look at your hiring policies, look at your academy and your continuing education and stuff. And then they know, okay, we can bring you in because we trust you and you're not going to be a loose cannon on our ship. And we're talking with Jason Brown today from Marketplace Chaplains. You can check him out online, mchapusa.com, mchapusa. Is it .com or .org? Sorry. .com. .com, that's what I thought. Try to remember that stuff off the top of my head because I'm always telling it to people. But we're here courtesy of the Christian Leadership Alliance. We are here at a gathering in Dallas, Texas, with over 1,000 organizations represented here to become to hear how to become a more excellent organization being a better steward of the money that they've been entrusted with and the and having a chaplain as part of your organization is a way to do that because the people that you hire are sinful people who have issues what (laughs) even at i work for him the two full-time employees (laughs) have issues we should have a chaplain We're, we're signing Jason up right that's after right. the show, that's Jim. Right. That's, why we do more sh- that's why we do shows with Jason. That's Chapel, right. So we just bring him that's on. Right. That's right. We just ha- talk about it right here. Jason, I'm, I'm curious as to, let, let's be specific with kind of issues that your chaplains are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Now, obviously, you're not going to name names, but how you, you said getting their spiritual needs met. Mm. People are hurting. They're broken. They come from bad home situations. Yeah. I mean, your chaplains are getting exposed to some pretty tough stuff. What are some of the things you're able to help people through? Oh, boy. Um, usually, you know, initially when the chaplain's gone, people will talk to him about worksite problems or extemporaneous stuff, surface level stuff. Sure. But on that repetitive stuff, and they say, hey, maybe this person is confidential and they're not a spy for hr they're not going to judge me they're not going to tell me i got to get rid of my tattoo they're not going to try to get me to go to first baptist saturday hey i like chaplain hector maybe maybe he can help me because you know what um me and my wife aren't getting along my teenage son is driving us crazy we don't he's running with the wrong crowd um our finances are in shambles my mother just got diagnosed with cancer down in monterey mexico i'm we're, we're both working 12, 18-hour days, trying to get the kid, make sure he's in school, make our bills meet at the end of the month, and life is just tough and getting tougher, and we're just we're just losing hope. Sure. And, um, you know, um, I don't know, th- uh, about a month ago, we responded to three suicides, one at, at work, mm-hmm. um, shootings, but here's here's the great hope and and the promise and uh, that Jesus brings is if we can help people when those we call them Genesis moments, when there's that crisis or personal issue or problem, if you can get some hope and encouragement, another pathway out before you get into a dark corner, yeah. then you're not gonna go file for divorce, file for bankruptcy, or write your suicide note. Um, it, being preventative and proactive is the key to it, but. 
Yeah, Jim, uh, a chaplain the other day was just telling us from Waco that went into this family's home. They invited him into the home. He brought another female chaplain to work with the daughter. But that was because of years of faithful going yeah. to the work site that they trusted him. But it was horrific, evil situation. It was very dark. Um and was able to just step in and work with that family. Uh, an example of extending the owner's care. So let's say there's a death or a hospital visit. Sure, everybody's going to go to the funeral. Everybody's going to go to the hospital, check on them, write a card. But what happens after the covered right. dishes go away? What about that grief period? Right. What about the person struggling with rehab for four months? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be there? Well, the, the chaplain continues and extends that care mm-hmm. talking today with jason brown from marketplace chaplains courtesy of the christian leadership alliance we're here together in dallas texas at, as thousands of people have gathered and from christian nonprofits. Nonprofits, no a nonprofit can't become a follower of jesus but it's being run by followers of jesus <laughs> and the intent is to disciple more followers of jesus that's what a christian nonprofit is Christian Leadership Alliance is there to, that specializes in making sure these organizations are effective and efficient using kingdom resources and, and just doing excellent work in each and every day. So we've got Jason Brown here from Marketplace Chaplains. You can find him online, mchapusa.com. If you've got an organization of any size and you would love to have somebody come in and do the pastoral care to your employees so that they know they're loved and appreciated, Marketplace Chaplains is the perfect organization to partner with. Check them out online, mchapusa.com. You know, we um, are very passionate about the opportunity for people to have chaplains in their organization because for us it makes perfect sense in in the sense that just the whole concept of people may never want to share with their boss the person who signs their paycheck what they're struggling with because they they worry about losing their job whether that's a reality or not we all worry about that kind of concept and one of the things that um i think that our listeners need to hear is the fact that um bringing on a chaplain into an organization as an HR benefit is a very um, proactive approach because building that relationship, because someday there is going to be a crisis of some kind, that they're already going to have a trust factor. Talk to talk about that just to our listeners so that they, you know, see the value of, you know, if they're thinking about it, let's start mm-hmm. it now so that the, the relationship can be getting built. Correct. And there's another aspect. That's a good point, Martha. Um, if you look at all the services and things we get involved in, in any company we serve, whether it's a nonprofit, a public company, or a senior living home, um, about f- 10 to 15% of what we do is crisis response. Um, wow. We, we've gotten called That's a into big the. Percentage. It is. Las Vegas shootings, uh, accidents wow. over the road, drivers and getting killed or hitting somebody. A lot of our chaplains are CISD trained, critical incident stress debriefing, mm-hmm. which is a whole other aspect of it. Um, and then, unfortunately, get called into suicides and workplace mm-hmm. shootings, uh, bankruptcies, uh, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yes, we can respond to that, mm-hmm. and we are ready, and it makes it more powerful because the employees and stuff know the chaplain care team or some of the chaplains. But really the, the point I think we need to look at is you want to bring this in not just for that. Right. But – before somebody writes their suicide note or files for bankruptcy or, or files for divorce or decides to steal from the company or decides to just one day leave the company, that didn't happen in the last five minutes. <laughs> that happened no. over months and situations before. 
And so if you, you know, just like you have preventative maintenance on your car Mm -hmm. or on the air conditioning units at your office, you need preventative maintenance and soul care and spiritual care for your most valuable asset employees. So if you can give them hope, help, some other resources, uh, help them go down a different path than the path they may have gotten started on, Mm. you know, I can't prove it, but you can't prove me wrong either that we've prevented a lot of suicides, prevented a lot of workplace shootings, prevented, I know we've prevented lawsuits and those kind of things. So it becomes very proactive. And that's a, a big keyword today, preventative maintenance and, and wellness. The HR world wants the whole being to show up with work. There's a big problem with presenteeism. People come to work, but they're really not there. They're thinking about kids' problems and finance yeah. and all this stuff. Because we can't leave that at the door. I you mean, don't as much leave as it we at the door. say that we want to or whatever, yeah. it weighs on our heart. And so being able to have somebody that you can trust and talk to and confide in and get some good counsel or or and prayer or whatever that might exactly. be in that moment and that's why what it works value. at nonprofits and ministries that we, we carry that <laughs> they in have people they have people and so they ne- they need a pressure relief out of a place to get some perspective and support and encouragement you can't solve every problem but you can walk with people through stuff so then they can be focused on the job uh, god's called them to do that mm. day now, I imagine that one of the issues you guys battle with is sometimes the owners or leaders of the organization may want to know what the chaplain's being told. Mm-hmm. But that is almost like a client privilege, a, a, a client clergy attorney, client privilege. Yeah, clergy client privilege, yeah. right? Well, we're not the clergy. We're not the church. And, you know, a lot of HR departments say. Stop, stop right there. Well, oh, we are the, the church. church. <laughs> we're not. Uh, four some, walls. You know, some uninformed uh, HR and legal people say, well, what about separation of church and state? And I'll say, well, show me that in the Constitution. Well, it's not there. Right. And, and I say, number one, you're not the state and we're not the church as you know it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> whole other <laughs> conversation. Whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> I call you out now, on that. That's all. Yes. Okay. It, it is strictly confidential. And we let the employees know that, except if a law is being broken, we have a duty to report. You're going to drive a company, company vehicle intoxicated. We hope you're going to go tell, but we're going to say, if you don't, I'm going to tell uh, the dispatch. Um, if life is in jeopardy, you made a direct threat to yourself or someone else or child abuse or the company fiduciary is in jeopardy. Other than that, anything you tell mm-hmm. a chaplain is off limits. Now, we are very accountable. We track every telephone call uh, through our apps and Google Analytics. We track texts, emails, phone calls, worksite visits, hospital visits, jail visits. We track the issues that the employees are looking at so if you've got a a company with five locations we can show you five different locations and look at trends of what's going on in that company now there's no names to that but there's information and it's very accountable and responsible and hr departments and leaders love to see that of course if there's some uh, sometimes we have joy stories people that came out of a situation or whatever and and they want to share with the, mm-hmm. the leadership thank you so much the chaplains really helped my family through this so there's ways to let them know without breaking that confidentiality uh, and that and that's uh, that's i wanted people to hear that because that's some a high level of intentionality that you're living within it is and, and that's but that's what makes this such a powerful benefit and we've talked about the benefits of the people i love the word soul okay two words soul care yep that's really powerful because everybody's got a soul and a lot of people are out there with damaged wounded souls correct and and that woundedness the only thing that brings healing to that is jesus and the only way they're ever going to hear that is through the love of a chaplain well, and hear it, but first what we say is we see say it. care before you share. Sure, they're going to see it. You, they're going right. to see it in action, and why do you really care about me? You know, what is this unconditional love? I've never experienced this before. Hmm. And we don't want to run ahead of the Holy Spirit, but we don't want to tarry behind. And so Amen. we just had a, a story. Nine years this employee would never talk to the chaplain. 
nine years. And about four months ago, he said, he called him one night and said, Chaplain, we need to talk. The employee now is a believer in Christ, is growing in his faith, has got out of this problem, and, and is also a better employee. There is really a 2X ROI. Yes. There is real business ROI, um, especially for those companies hiring us and just saying, my people aren't showing up. They're not productive. They're not thinking about work, bad teamwork. They're down, depressed. They're uh, not here. So we need some help, and they're not calling that 800 EAP number so right yep i don't know what an 800 eap number is. employee assistance program oh, it, they kind of get bundled in with health care uh, okay. 800 you can talk to a psychiatrist psychologist counseling not that that's not needed or bad very few people use it but sometimes people need that and in our larger companies we actually will connect people that need long-term professional mm-hmm. care maybe medication so we're actually helping those and some of those companies by the way we haven't talked about this we have a whole branding uh, aspect and a lot of the companies are calling them care partners and up in Canada's marketplace care Canada we use care teams um, taking the word chaplain out of it um, now some companies even the ones that aren't Christian say no I want the chaplain because I want them to know it's got a spiritual aspect to right. it but there is those opportunities for companies to brand it different so there are I don't know how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of organizations run by Jesus followers in this country and in yep. Canada and in Mexico. Yet you're only on fourth. You're only serving four thousand companies. If you had the opportunity to grow to ten thousand or twenty thousand companies, you'd need some more chaplains. Absolutely. We're, I mean, let's talk about your need for chaplains. Where? What kind of? Who is a good chaplain? Yeah. And how do they find out if they can become a chaplain with you? Because there's people out there that are retiring every day, and they realize it's not biblical. They need to do something, and they are truly gifted. But, sure. But talk about it. Yeah, that's a huge need. This year, we'll need over 400 new chaplains that we'll have to identify, hire, recruit, train, do the vetting, wow. continuing education, do the mentoring, the coaching, and then put them out in the field, and then they do uh, team meetings. But really, you've got to love people. One, love the Lord. Uh, you've got to love people. Um, most preachers are not good chaplains. You have to listen more than you talk. Um, you have to show up. You have to be available 24 hours a day because especially with these communication devices, more and more ministries happening over those than before. We never want that to take the place of the face-to-face because we are becoming the anomaly in communication mm-hmm. these days. But somebody that really lo- loves people. And, you know, when they walk around, they have that winsome personality people they've got a smile and they're just warm and mm-hmm. people we've had people from all walks of life just hug the our chaplain say this is my chaplain and they they have no faith background they're not a jesus yep. follower but they know that this person cares and loves them mm-hmm. unconditionally mm-hmm. so powerful the word chaplain um i think it's still an honored word and you know yeah. because like you said we know there's chaplains in the military there's chaplains sure. in the you know d- these different entities and somehow we've we've kept that kind of a safe word at least in my perspective and i think that people see that and go i've got one i've got a guy i've got a gal yeah, right you know yeah and uh, I, I did a study, where, you know, where we have millennial focus groups in our strategic ops, and we're even looking at Gen Z. How do we talk? How do we communicate mm-hmm. with them? How are we going to – we've got millennials working, you know, 60 people on our staff at our headquarters with millennials, and we've had to mm-hmm. adjust and adapt. But, um, you know, always looking at how do we connect with people the best, and whether that's – doesn't matter how you package it or present it. People know the heart and know if you're real or not. You know, you guys have, what's the longest you've been on, uh, Marketplace Chaplains has been supporting any organization? Like, do you have any that you've been supporting all 35 years? 
Yes, yep, North Dallas Bank. Uh, we're celebrating uh, with Pilgrim's Pride, who's now owned by JBS, 35,000 employees. This month, we will have seen the 10,000th employee that has come to Christ through the chaplain Shoot, ministry at Pilgrim's that's Pride, 10,000. Cool. Wow. All right, so the reason I ask that question is, okay, so you've got leadership that brought you in initially, but a lot of times that leadership either, uh, yep. they, they retire, they die, they move on. Mm-hmm. And that succession plan, somebody that understands the value, not all leaders are really good at creating succession plans and saying, this is why we do this. You should continue to do this. I mean, to build that perpetuation into their, into their successor. Um, well, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you help prepare that leader to, to make sure that this keeps going after they go? We do a little bit, but you know, there's great Christian organizations that that do that succession planning and financial planning and how do you hand off? I, I think Jim, what, what gets us is when a large international conglomerate buys out a company we served mm. more than likely in the past, they've, you know, they're, they're or a venture capital firm. They're trying to skinny up the books and oh, we don't need, need that. Unfortunately, we've had some Christian leaders that have had us 10 or 15 years the younger millennials are now in leadership, and they've said, oh, we, we don't need this care. We, our people, we don't want to do spiritual things anymore. So um, le- leaving in the succession plan is important mm. on those core values. Jason Brown from Marketplace Chapels is our guest today. Jason, there's a couple things on your heart you want to make sure we talked about today because this, this whole idea of succession planning and collaboration, because that's one of those things you mentioned at the top of the show, there were 12 major chapel organizations you bring together on a call to work together. And I know we know we've highlighted a few of those organizations. Mm-hmm. I love the collaboration thing because honestly, that's pretty much what Jesus called for. I mean, he called us to collaborate in the kingdom. He didn't call us to establish our own kingdoms, little K kingdoms. He called us to be part of the big kingdom. Um, and, and there's a move for collaboration out there. But I also want to talk about the, this succession planning and, and Jesus followers needing to be more intentional about succession planning. So you take it from there. Run. Okay. <laughs> There's two balls you tossed <laughs> I know, right? Once, uh, just yeah. do well, some juggle. Double, double dribble. There you no, go. No, no double dribble. Just juggle. <laughs> I got it. Well, um, there is a call for collaboration. And you heard Steve Douglas talk after me this morning on, on crew and sharing the story of the Bible translators mm. and the seed company and the Wycliffe and how we're going to shorten that time span yes. of where the word will be translated into more languages. They shortened um, it by 100 years. Uh, years. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, there's, as you know, a lot of um, Faith at Work ministries uh, focused on at the CEO level and then a fewer fewer number on the employee level and talking about collaboration. But um, I think there's a misnomer. It doesn't mean you do what I do or mm-hmm. I try to go over in your lane. A, a movement is a very special thing. And if you think about a bunch of lanes heading one way and they're different widths, and your organization can be a, a ping pong ball or it can be a basketball. You want them all in their lane. You want them pointed upwards to, to kingdom fulfillment. Some are farther ahead than others. It doesn't mean you move over and get that ball or help them, but you can share best practices. But I think the, the key is, is if people will open up more and if we can deduplicate. I think a lot of people are fishing in the same hole and using the same bait and tangling each other's lines. And the enemy's got his face-to-face rather than back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Because with all the faith at work collective and movements, there's studies, you know, we've done with Mike and at, C, at C12 and Greg at Convene and all that. I mean, we're all serving less than 2% of the mm-hmm. workforce out there in the, in the company. So, you know, oh, I'm big. Well, you, no, you're not. You, we, we serve like... 
three football stadiums on a U.S. map. So yeah. we need to support each other, pray for one another, uh, not cross into each other's stuff, and, and share best practices, resources, and go conquer new go conquer Amen. new fields. Well, and the whole idea is economies of scale. One of the greatest things I ever learned in my macroeconomics mm-hmm. class, you come together and you take the resources. When you work side by side, you've, you realize economies of scale. That's right. You have the ability to exponentially... Leverage. impact and leverage when you work side by side right uh, and, and that is something and you know it's a passion of ours because we've been pounding it in even just in the chaplaincy world sure because there's so many out there and you've got such great organizations yet the other people in the other lanes have slightly different focuses but there's no reason why you can't and you are doing some collaboration with some of these other absolutely um an example a, a smaller chaplain ministry in another state one of their companies has a new location in, in a state four states away with 100 employees. Now, they don't have the resources to go hire, recruit, and train and find a chaplain to just serve those 100 employees. But guess what? I mean, any of us could, but we've got seven chaplains probably drive, driving by that location right. now. So we are finding ways to work that out and use our resources more wisely. And, you know, the, the stock keeping unit is trained chaplain hours, and there's a bunch of them out there. So we need to deploy those um, efficiently and effectively as possible. But that comes from communication. Well, you know, one of the things, Jim, that we've talked about often is the fact that churches don't collaborate well, and they're not a very good example in this area. But yet we say often there's plenty of sinners to go around. It's not like there's only one little market of sinners for these, you know, for churches to target. And it's that same concept is that, you know, they're, they're, our world is full of a lot of hurting people yep. that need care and um, that if we all just see it from that lens and right. just want to serve them and find them, uh, that so many more will be served. Well, in a movement, you have to be just as excited if someone else outgrew you or got more numbers than you than if you did yourself. And you mm-hmm. saw that example today on giving away the translations on the Illuminations Project and the translations. So we did that with our international division a few years ago. We were going into countries and setting up NGOs and financial resources and bank accounts and trying to spread chaplaincy. I mean, we're in Puerto Rico and Scotland, and we did Korea and China. But we learned, hey, there's already stuff there. What if we just gave it away? Gave away all our training, Mm. 35 years of workplace chaplaincy training. We already had translations. Gave it away. Gave away our management systems. Gave away the academy. Gave away how you do the app. Just give it to in-country partners. And you know what? God is a God of abundance, and he Mm. has blessed us tenfold and we've taken a lot of strain and stress off of us taking a lot of fundraising capabilities off of us and uh, i mean and i'm sure you found phenomenal partners there that were ready to take it and so grateful and we're willing to run oh my gosh it just happened last week in latin america Uh, the c12 company you know they're down there now but we have a company out of houston and they have 150 people at a a stone cutting plant and we already knew a couple of people around them and mm-hmm. we we're able to go launch them and now they have their own chaplain ministry right there in brazil and it's Excellent. not ours it's theirs we're talking wow. with jason brown today from marketplace chaplains check him out online mchapusa.com mchapusa.com jason one of the things that drives me absolutely nuts almost to the point of completely blowing my top kind of like popeye <laughs> when he got really mad at, at, at brutus is when a christ-following leader who's running an organization um, decides they're going to sell that organization and they sell it to somebody 
that isn't even a Jesus follower, it's not going to perpetuate any of the spiritual growth. That whole succession planning deal, it's a disaster sometimes, but it can be phenomenal. Talk to us about succession planning because there's a lot of nonprofit organizations that are, are they're, they're needing to get to that, that succession planning because their founders are getting yeah. needing to transition on. So again, to, to two balls there to dribble. Well, I'll just uh, dribble the one you want to yeah, dribble. I'll dribble the, the dribble first one. around the landmine uh, I just gave you. <laughs> well, we've been an, uh, on the good and the bad side of succession planning when they got companies got sold out to a venture capital firm, and they're going to get rid of every benefit possible to make the books look good. Um, we've talked about handing off to younger generation that. Uh, it, it doesn't have the spiritual formation or evangelical right. bent or wanting to care for people. Um, so that's important. If you're a leader and, and you care about the eternal destiny of the people that God has called you to shepherd and gave you the platform, your business to do that, um, it's important to put that in and be very specific. You know, we hear about financial succession planning, but uh, continue, continuing on those mission and core values. Um, on the nonprofit ministry side, we're, we're in an era, era where we're seeing a lot of the um, parachurch and faith at work ministries that are coming into their second and third seasons, mm-hmm. um, where we had the founders and, you know, God gave them the vision and the fortitude and the resources and they got it started through blood, sweat, toil and stuff. And, and now a lot of them are at this space where, uh, you know, the world is changing fast and you may not have the technology or the next vision or the next foresight and so you know as a kid my granddad always taught me you know leave something better than you found it somebody Mm -hmm. lent you a car fill it up with gas if they lent you their fishing rod make sure it's not in knots so always leave it better for the next person you rent somebody gives you their house same same thing so there's a time and a place there's a time that we serve at chaplains at companies and then there's a time to move on um but there's i would say to leaders today um God has called you for a specific season to do a specific uh, purpose. And your job is to, in that succession plan, is develop your leaders, develop your bench, develop the, the plan for the future. And then sometimes it's time just to end. When, when it's over, it's over. When it's time to leave, leave. Mm-hmm. Don't hang around. Don't try to come back. Now, you're always available to counsel and consult. But to let this next generation and the people that are in the speed of today's society, in order to, for them to take the tangible of the product or the service that your ministry was called to do in order to fill in more of those gaps at the speed the world is moving, you got to empower and let those people that are running at that speed do it. Mm-hmm. And if it's God's ministry, if God's in it, it won't fail. And, and if you're trying to hold on to stuff, in a way, I think you're maybe saying, God, I really, I really don't trust you. Um, so... It's not it one year ministry to begin with. Right. You know, I can't. I hear things. Oh, it's my. Well, ministry. that's the business. Whether that's a business or an organization, it's still a ministry, Correct. and it was still what we were given as stewards. That's right. Yeah. So just help helping them to understand that they can steward it well and offer this as something um, for the long haul if it's an opportunity. And, and the great thing is, they could take what they've learned over the last twenty or thirty years and go to fledgling ministries or organizations yeah. and help them. And so now you're exponentially impacting your leverage. Jason Brown with Marketplace Chaplains, thanks for being on the air with us today. My pleasure. You guys are awesome. It was great to see you face-to-face. Make sure you check out Marketplace Chaplains online, mchapusa.com, mchapusa.com. And thanks, of course, to the Christian Leadership Alliance for arranging today's interview. Check them out online, christianleadershipalliance.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.